good morning. Good after morning. Good morning. Good after morning. Okay. So here I am. There you are. Why does it seem so far next to you is where I should be. Shout out to Big Time Rush, but fuck 'em. This is good after morning, folks. I am T Morg and it has been a long time coming, but you got the message now. <laughs> it's you're the one that's going. Yeah, you're the one that's going down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Folks, I've had a long hiatus. Um, not going to lie, the last two or three months of my life have not particularly been the best. Um, that's kind of why this podcast has fucking been stressing me the fuck out, dude. Like, I have been so stressed <laughs> about this. Um because it it just means a lot. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to a lot of people I know. Or I hope it will. Um, so I feel like an obligation to some degree to record this. Uh, not just for my podcast and, you know, weekly uploads and all that shit. But, uh feels a little heavier, feels a little more important, you know? So, basically what happened is on November 29th, my best friend growing up, one of my oldest friends that I've had, uh, killed himself, committed suicide, and it was a shock. Um, We hung out with him. Not four days before that, five days before that, we had a camping trip down at his family's cabin. It was me and Zayden and a couple of our old friends and uh, some of Jess's cousins. Um, And we had a fucking great time. Like, we had the best time. Um, And... Somehow, some way, he felt that he just had to go, and that was a that was a pill, dude. That is a pill to swallow. Still swallowing that dude. It's stuck in my throat at the moment, <laughs> and Jess was a guy that I've known almost as long as I've known myself. I mean, fuck. Like, we first started hanging out when we were probably the underside of four years old. You know, we were on t-ball team together early on. We were in uh, Head Start together and were friends all the way throughout high school until... 
four days before he fucking died. So, <laughs> you know, um, it's crazy. Like, I still, I still can't wrap my mind around it, you know. Like, I can, but I can't. It's like, uh, it's like there's just a weird hole, a void. And I feel like that is something people feel a lot with death. Seems kind of universal. I feel the same thing for my dad. But, you know, it, just because you know it's there doesn't help. <laughs> just because you know. Knowing's only half the battle, you know. Just because you know it's fucking you up doesn't doesn't solve the problem. Um, but man, like Jess was such a good guy. He was the best guy. I mean, he was my best friend. He was a lot like me in a lot of ways, and in a lot of ways, he wasn't. He was super, super smart. Um, I would concede that he was smarter than me, like, actually, but in different ways. I feel like he could have done anything, like, just anything. He was hilarious, he's a creative guy, um, and he always did the right thing, and that's kind of the it's kind of the fucking bummer of this situation I'm not gonna lie because he did always do the right thing he did everything you were supposed to like all through school perfect grades did all the college shit right went to college did all that right excellent grades honor roll all that shit Went to the master's program, was like a, I don't know, the the president of the master's program or some shit. Like some kind of high position, I don't know. But did all that, went and got a, a great fucking job working for the fucking Los Alamos Labs. Or was it San Dimas? Sandia. It was Sandia Labs in uh, in New Mexico. Nuclear fucking accounting <laughs> is what I think he was doing. He did everything right. All of it. Everything you were supposed to do. Everything we were told to do growing up, he did. And it still wasn't enough. It still didn't. keep him around I mean what kind of what kind of life is it when you do everything right but then you still feel that void and I feel like that's a lot of people's lives that's a lot of people's lives you do everything you're supposed to do you go through college, yeehaw, college, 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 get the good job, 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 until what? Until you die? Until retirement? Until, I don't know, 
what do you have kids and then you hope that saves the fucking void in your life like (laughs) what do you do at that point and what I'm getting at is it kills me it probably not the best language it really hurts (laughs) that that he wasn't satisfied that he wasn't even happy just a lot of degrees but we'll talk about happiness in a little bit but like he had all the he had all the shit he was doing everything right fiance all this there's still a void and i think honestly truthfully he just didn't do anything that he wanted to do like he didn't do the things he thought would be you know like what's fulfilling to him i always thought jess would end up working for like a gun manufacturer or like a uh you know, some kind of, like, gaming business or something. And it is cool to work high-level military shit. I mean, he was into that. So that's badass and cool. But, like, I don't know. And what really fucks me up is I've known not about what he's, what he did, that caught me off guard that woof that hurt um but i've known that that wasn't going to make him happy cuz i know i know jess like you're not meant for an office dude he was so socially uh extroverted he was so good at talking to people loved making connections loved making people laugh just liked having a good time and he was working from home on a fucking weird ass office job i don't think he was ever meant for an office job and i don't know if jess even considered that he wasn't made for an office job like i'm I don't know if he ever actually dug deep into what he wanted for himself. And it kills me. Because as selfish as it sounds, I was going to save him. I was. Like, I have told myself this for years. Since I started doing the podcast, since I started pursuing comedy, since I started pursuing casting, doing all the things that I wanted to do, especially with the podcast, looking at what can happen if it's done right, I was going to save him. Like, seriously. I was, my plan for me and Jess was I was going to get my bullshit big enough that I need a business manager. So I hire him. And then we just dick around. We just keep the fucking thing going. 
doing what we want to do and having a great fucking time while we're doing it. And that was the dream. That was the plan. <laughs> you know? It, um... It fucking sucks. God. I've said fuck so many times in this. And the only reason I'm thinking about it is because it makes me... Like, I want a lot of people to hear this. I do. I want... I want to help for lack of a I mean it's not lack of a better term that's just what I want to do I want to help and I feel like I've been given my brain my voice my gifts to help at the end of the day and in pursuit of helping myself with my voice meaning paying the bills I want to offer something something to you guys and the main takeaway I think is just live for yourself live for yourself do what you would want to do the things that you dream about that you think about during the day of like oh i could own my own business doing this i you know i love music so i could help this i could do this all these little notions that you have from things you really like go there Go that way. There are 370 million people in this country. Probably more. And I bet not even 80% are doing shit that they want. Are doing shit that they like. Like it's probably less than 10% of people that are like actually succeeding. Doing things that they chose. That they like to do because they like to do it. And that doesn't mean you have to be a painter. It doesn't mean you have to be a, a DJ. You know, you don't have to pursue the arts. But if you want to pursue the arts, pursue the fucking arts. Do it. Do it. It's not you. You're not the engineer. Sorry. Like, <laughs> if you're not good at math, maybe you shouldn't be fixing the roads. You know? Like, go find something else. <laughs> like, people are good at different things for different reasons and people have crazy ass interests and there's so many people in this country now that it's a it's a disservice to the entire country honestly to the entire world that we have so many people cooped up in endless office jobs that mean nothing doing 3 hours of work a day because there's just not a like you're just doing nothing bookkeeping weird analytical bullshit that an algorithm is going to be able that can an algorithm can do your job right now if it's coded right like what 
Why? Why? Why stay in a cage? It kills me. It... Like, Jess could have done so much. So much. And he was my best friend. And that's only the tip of the iceberg. Because of the rest of the conversation that needs to be had... Is that I know four other young men around my age. McKenna Mooney, Carter Williamson, Jeremiah Black, Braden King. Jess Duncan. Five. Five young men. (coughs) That have killed themselves. Taken themselves from this world. For what? For why? And I don't know why. I really don't. Nobody knows why. The only people that know why took it with them. But I do know that that is a... That is a marker of a much larger problem that's going on. And that is the fact that we have so many young men in this country that kill themselves. So many. The statistic is wildly leaning towards men and leans heavily towards men under like 30. (laughs) 30 ain't shit. 30 ain't dick dude I am 25 and I'm still staring down the barrel like holy shit if everything goes well I've got another 50 60 years on this planet another two times what I've already lived 30 ain't shit so why do so many young men kill themselves? It hits close to home. And ladies, I'm sorry if you're listening to this. This one's for the fellas for a second. All right. <laughs> we got to break it down for the fellas. Why are we killing ourselves, boys? What the fuck's going on? Like, What outside force are we relying on that's, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know the answer, but what I do know is, is that by and large, it's a bad thing to be a cookie cutter male (laughs) in our society. Anything to do with testosterone is looked down upon. The good and the bad sides of it. And it's become a trend to try and suppress that. 
and not just suppress the masculine urge to fucking lift weights and fight and shit. Those are the bad sides of testosterone. Yeah. It's vanity. Can lead to that. But also, it's our natural inclination. It's our... Like, if if we suppress what makes a male a male, like, if you just tell them from early on that they're the problem, they caused it, and it's their hormones that cause it, and if they give in to any of the things that naturally men like to give into, then they're the problem. And where does that leave you? Where does that alienate you? So then you give in. So then you don't lean into your masculine side. You become a, you know, the stereotypical, like, just soy boy, male feminist, just weird what happens then well turns out the opposite sex if you're straight doesn't like a fucking pushover or it takes a very specific type of really manipulative (laughs) kind of controlling woman to really like that pushover guy the guy that gives her no friction ever the guy that's yes honey the guy that you know, always laughs at every little thing that never has any type of, just never does anything for themselves. Turns out, women fucking hate that. They would tell you the complete opposite. They won't say it as straight up as I just said it, but they'll say it in codes in women speak. <laughs> they hate it. So when you give in, you suppress all the things that would make you a stereotypical man. And then what? Then you have, then you're fat. Then you're alone. You have more girl, you have more friends that are girls than you do girls, girlfriends, romantic relationships. And then you, you become a recluse. You fall into online because you can't, like it's hard to find like good men groups that are like actually out doing their own shit because it's become so common to fall into yourself to get fat sitting around watching f- fucking TikTok and just being a a mat for everyone you're not even just the opposite sex not even just who you're attracted to romantically but for everyone you're just a doormat and that's not what a man is. It's what I think a man is. It's, and I'm pulling this from a few different sources. I've been really thinking about this for a long time. Like, what is masculinity truly? Like, what is the peak masculine man like what does that mean to be a man and I think it means that you are so sure of yourself 
and so aware of your own power and your own evil and the danger that you have be it through your voice through your strength and violence to have the ability to stand up to all of that but then also be able to use that now that was really really butchered but what I'm trying to say is you should be and this is coming from Jordan Peterson this part you should be as dangerous as possible meaning you need to be physically fit you need to be able to protect yourself you need to be a, you need to be articulate you need to be able to tell people your emotions your thoughts you need to be able to express yourself in a powerful way and you need to be intimidating to some degree because power is intimidating being articulate is power being strong is power being you know having not a not like you're seeking out violence but not being afraid of it and being able to harness violence for protection it's like the karate fucking thing you know you don't you don't start fights with your power and you see that in a lot of fighters like a lot of fighters aren't just going around destroying people beating the fuck out of people ruling over people they're kind of humble they're men they're aware of what they can do but they keep it they suppress it because they're men because they're good and because they can be better because you can't live your life ignoring the negative sides of yourself same goes for the opposite sex same goes for anything you want to apply under that <laughs> you cannot live your life thinking that you don't have evil in you that you don't have the ability for violence and even if you do have the ability for violence even if you do have the ability for evil you still do good because you're a good person and that's where that's where Jesus comes in honestly <laughs> but I want to save that one for a later time but seriously guys if you don't live for yourself then who the f who are you living for like what's what's it worth because happiness is overrated it is so overrated everyone always bitches online oh, I want to be happy oh man some people just look so happy yeah it's typically online it's a captured moment where they were happy nobody's always happy 
no emotions are constant. They're chemical reactions that go off in your body. That doesn't reduce the power of them. That's just how they work. No emotion is constant. You're never always sad. You're never always angry. You're never always happy. You're never always laughing. Like These things are not constant. So expecting them to be constant, even love, expecting love to be a total constant always is setting yourself up for failure. It is. You have to fight for those moments. You have to fight for happiness. You have to fight for love, for joy, for mirth, for all of it. You have to fight for it or else, guess what? It's fleeting. It goes away. You can eat a milkshake from Brahms. You need a milkshake from fucking anywhere. Shout out Brahms. But you can eat that milkshake and you're happy. Five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes goes by, you get home. Sugar and fat start making your body fucking hurt. <laughs> and you go, wow. I'm still kind of depressed. My life still kind of sucks. That's crazy. I ate the milkshake. I ate the bag of chips. I smoked all the cigarettes, drank all the alcohol, uh, had all the sex. I, you know, played video games for 25 hours. I, I gambled my life away. I did all of this. Why am I, why I'm not happy? Well, no shit, Sherlock. You're not doing anything to make yourself actually happy. You're not doing anything to give yourself residual happiness. Because happiness is so overrated. You don't want it. You'll take it when it comes, but you don't want it. You don't need it is probably a better probably a better way to do it. You need need satisfaction you need it and satisfaction doesn't come from eating milkshakes and smacking ass and playing video games it doesn't it just doesn't ask anyone I mean (laughs) you can't get there by those means you just won't Rockstar lifestyle. That's the peak of that, of living through the flesh. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. What happens? Either those guys reform themselves later in life. Mick Jagger starts working out like a motherfucker, starts dancing like crazy. (laughs) Or you burn up and you die. You just die. And you die alone a lot of the time. So is that your happiness? Is that your goal? Is your goal to seek the things that are cheap? (laughs) 
So what comes cheap is cheap. It has little value. You buy a milkshake, that's about four or five bucks worth of happiness. So how far do you think four or five bucks worth of happiness is going to take you? And it's a hard conversation to have. It's the worst conversation to have. Because to break free of whatever chains you're in, you have to understand that you are the reason you're in those chains. That you, you are complicit in your own life. That it's not society bearing down on you. It's not the government. It's not fucking wars on the other side of the world. It's not whatever little weird oppression you feel you're under. External sources can only affect you if it's not physically like if like if Gaza was to walk into your front door and start holding you down and beating you up okay yeah you can be worried about Gaza more you can be worried about is like conflicts if you know if a, a bigot from rural Utah posts something online and you let that penetrate your psyche and hurt you that's your fault that's on you seriously you can't control that guy's actions you can't force people to change what are you going to do hold them down shake them electric electric therapy until they until they change no you can't change other people you can't change what they do it's free will but what you can change is your response. Is how you decide to react. It's on you. You're a piece of shit. You've lied. You've stolen. You've cheated. You've transgressed. Your entire life. And if you feel like you haven't. Fuck you buddy. You lying asshole. You're lying to yourself right now. You can lie to yourself all damn day. You can't lie to T-Morg. I know it. You want to be a piece of shit so bad. You want to live through your fucking ego. You want to let that thing pilot your life so bad. So bad. But you can't. You cannot. But you have to come to terms with the fact that you can be a real piece of shit. Because if you can't, how do you fix the problem? How do you move forward? If you keep lying to yourself, 
the biggest lie possible, the biggest lie on the biggest stage, how do you move forward from that? You can't. Your life sucks. You're not happy. You're not satisfied. Because you make shit decisions. You make decisions that are contradictory to what would make you satisfied. And we make those decisions for all types of reasons. Every reason under the sun. There's an excuse for every single one of them. But. At the end of the day, it's left or right. Yes or no. Do you get better? Do you get worse? And I'm not Jesus, folks. I'm a piece of shit. I've been lying to myself about doing this podcast, lying to others about doing this podcast for the past, like, three months. Here's my confessional. (laughs) I've been... (laughs) been feeding people horse shit on this podcast forever. I'm going to be on YouTube. I'm going to do this. I'm going to... I haven't done any of it. Done some of it. I'm a piece of shit. I'm a liar. I actually, like, had a realization. It may have been just right before... Just passed because seriously, since last, I mean, it's been about a year now since my girlfriend and I broke up. And ever since then, you know, I trusted the fuck out of her. I thought I was going to marry her. You guys heard the, you guys heard the podcast. So after that, I got to pick up the pieces and figure out, okay. How was I complicit in what just happened? And who am I? And then, do you know, how am I going to get better? So that's what I've been really exploring in the last, like, eight, nine months. And then God saw fit to throw me a curveball. And honestly, it only reaffirmed me. I, it's brutal. It's so shitty. But just dying has made me better. made me better it really has I've gotten so much smarter over the last three or four months I've gotten so much stronger more resilient more confident more sure of myself and it took a tragedy to bring that about it's cliche but iron sharpens iron 
steel is only strong because it knows that white heat, man. It knows the hammer. And that's just an unequivocal truth. What comes cheap is cheap. If it was easy to be an exemplary human being, don't you think there'd be more of them? <laughs> don't you think there would be more just insanely badass people out there? Don't you think there would be more Jesus Christs out there if it was easy? Probably not. I mean, there's a reason Mother Teresa is like a, is a thing. She went above and beyond. She did what was, she did what other people would not. She became rare. Isn't that what we want? Don't we want things that are rare? Things that have value? So yeah, go ahead. Where is it? I got it here somewhere. I'm wanting to expose myself. Not like Drake though. Come on, come on. I may be sadding on a soapbox, folks, but I can still hit it. Fuck. I have a vape. I haven't vaped in a long time, but I started vaping again like two weeks ago. So I was going to expose myself. I don't know where it is, but... I'm vaping again, lying to myself again, but uh, it's not hurting me that bad. It does. It does almost instantly. I can feel it. That's cheap. Spent $20 a week ago because my friend's mom also passed away. Sorry, I'm adjusting the focus on this. And that fucking terrible dude Chandler if you're listening to this and I hope you are I fucking love you dude it's the biggest shit sandwich possible but now you have an opportunity obstacles are only as big as you make them and I know I know sounds unimaginable that you could turn this into something good that you could turn anything into something good but you can you can it's all here you are what you think So if you're, woe is me, why is the world hurting me, a victim, if you think you're a victim, chances are you're a victim. <laughs> Not in the way you think either. <laughs> Not in a way that makes you cool and powerful in society for some reason. If you think you're 
better than this, if you think there's something more to it, if you think about becoming successful, you think about change, chances are you'll change. Chances are you'll become successful. Chances are you'll be better. And that's, isn't that the goal? To be better. Because you can't change. If you want to change the world, you have to start with yourself. You can't change people. You can't. And just because you suddenly declare everyone's equal doesn't mean they are. Because people value themselves internally vastly different. And just that can change how they interact with the world. I mean, that's just how it is. Some people are more ambitious. Some people are more... I don't know if subservient is the right word, but some people just want to be in the herd. There's nothing wrong with it. There's safety in the herd. You can survive in the herd pretty well. But you can also get trampled by the herd. If you, if you trip up, if you get slowed down, if... You suddenly stop. Herd kills you. Society kills you. And that's why they hate it. They hate. Everyone hates it when you go against the herd. Everyone. Think about the people that told you what you couldn't do. Think about the good idea you had that you told to somebody and then they had a so-so response, made you feel weird. They downplayed it. They completely blew it off. They told you it was stupid. Think about all that. Think about every time that you were bettering yourself for the sake of bettering yourself and someone had an opinion about that. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Because those that step out of line either get chopped or they become leaders or they become rare. And when you're lying to yourself about how good you actually are, and you see someone else doing good for themselves. It doesn't affect you in any way, actually. But ooh. Ooh. Those motherfuckers. How dare you go to the gym? How dare you better yourself? How dare you tell me you want to start your own business? How dare you say you want to move to a new state? How dare you say you want to do whatever the fuck? Because that hurts me. Because my ego can't stand it. Because I've been living through the flesh. 
And I can't come to terms with how that has turned me into an asshole. Most of you are assholes. I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm a recovering asshole. I don't think I'm an asshole. I really don't. I have asshole tendencies, but I'm I'm working on it with my like I'm really working on it. But most of you are assholes. And you know why? You haven't had the hard talk. You haven't looked inward. You haven't stared down your ego and said, what the f... What are you doing to me, man? The ego is that little voice inside your head that keeps you from doing stuff. Or that makes you do stuff that you know isn't right. Your ego is that thing when you tell somebody a story and then they add on to it. But then you have to add on to their add-on. To make it better somehow. That's ego. That little. Spiteful. Rage. That boils up when somebody. Calls you out on your bullshit. That's a good one. When somebody is just straight up. Just capping. Somebody's just straight up lying. Somebody goes. No it's not I was there. That's not how that happened. And then. Ego. Ego. It was ego that made you lie, and it was ego that made you lie after the lie. And if you can't come to terms with how that affects you, with what that makes you do to the world and to the people around you, buddy, you're in hell. (laughs) You're suffering. And suffering is a choice. Pain is temporary. It's another chemical response. It's temporary. Suffering. Choosing to suffer. That's on you. Just because something bad happened. You got fired. You broke your leg. Your best friend killed himself. You can suffer. Or you can get better. You can laugh in the face of it. You can remember the good times. And yeah, it's going to hurt. It's painful. Pain's temporary. And it is. Especially emotional pain. And that's the craziest thing to overcome. Is that emotional pain is a lot of the times on you. Because you're just holding on to the things. You can't come to terms with it. You won't face it down. You won't look it in the eyes. So it just eats you from the inside out. And that's suffering from choice. I suffered my dad's death for a couple years. Just suppressed it. Just put it down. Did weird shit because of it. My relationships in 
things that I was doing, you know, drugs and shit, like, then someday I kind of realized, you know, maybe, maybe this doesn't have to rule my life. (laughs) Maybe I don't have to be an asshole. fucking hard it's not overnight if it was easy everyone would do it if it was easy the pharmaceutical industry would be tits up right now selling you magic anti-anxiety pills and anti-depression pills and all this shit are you any less depressed Do you love your life anymore? Are you any less anxious? Are the pills helping? (laughs) Those things are so fucking over-prescribed, and it's a different conversation to have about why they're over-prescribed. But they are. They legitimately are. Depression isn't caused by a lack of serotonin in the brain. It's not. There's good science out on that right now. Look it up. You think I'm wrong? Look it up. Does serotonin cause depression or lack of? Does lack of dopamine cause depression? No. So why are you taking serotonin boosting pills, dopamine, and... Uh, It's not inhibiting, but whatever the opposite of inhibiting is. (laughs) Prohibiting? I don't know. (laughs) But dopamine boosting pills, serotonin boosting pills, some kind of weird benzodiazepine that's going to fucking make you not anxious because you're just numb. Because your brain's just fucking numb. You think that's helping? You think that's long-term going to make you better? Or are you just have a subscription service for happiness from the pharmaceutical drug industry. (laughs) It's the fat bastard, dude. Fat bastard. He's unhappy because he's fat. And he's fat because he likes to eat. I butchered the fuck out of that, dude. I had a chance. I could have been so cool. I could have incorporated Austin Powers into some philosophy. That would have been cool as shit. No, he's he eats because he's unhappy. And he's fat because, he's eat, because he eats. So there you go. Keep living in it. Just keep it coming. I'm not a fucking doctor. Don't listen to me. If you are clinically depressed, by all means. But you better get a second opinion on that. Because chances are your therapist ain't shit. Because <laughs> chances are your therapist doesn't understand that they're a piece of shit on the inside too. They just don't know it. They don't know it. <laughs> they just went to school to learn a bunch of words to talk themselves out of it probably still a piece of shit we're just dealing with numbers here folks it's all statistics 
<laughs> the amount of people who don't just entirely live through their flesh and their ego. Way lower than the people that do live through their fucking flesh and their ego. You're just playing numbers. Which group are you in, folks? Which one? Where? What group are the people around you in? Are they genuine people? Do they genuinely want to see you succeed? Do they boost you when you're doing good shit? Do they tell you when you're doing bad shit? If so, it's a rare person. That is a rare human being. To be genuinely supportive of other people. For no other reason than to support other people. You expect nothing. Because what you get is it's intransitive. Your returns on shit like that is not, you can't count them. But good energy out is good energy in. I do know that. And holy shit, folks. This thing was so crazy to me. This this hill, this podcast. Like it felt insurmountable for the longest time. And I didn't know what I was going to say. I had an idea. But... I think it came out all right. And I'm definitely not done talking about this. I'm definitely not done trying to get the point across, the message. It's just there's a way out, folks. There's always a way out. It's always a way to make it better. Always. You have to laugh. Laugh in the face of evil. Laugh at it. This means nothing to you. This shit ain't nothing to me, man. I'm smoking them Serge Ibaka spinal fluid infused quick release perks. The shit's every day. I just got the DNA test back. Turns out I'm 100% Himalayan. (laughs) I'll fucking kill you, you stupid piece of shit. What do you guys know about Dracula flow, bro? This shit's so funny. It's the funniest video ever of all time. It's so good. I need that on a hard drive. Ugh. I think that's all I got. I think I spilled my guts. I hope it I hope it helps to some degree. And just know you're not alone. 
You're super not alone. Talk to someone. The first step is the hardest. Opening up audacity for me to record this podcast literally took everything I had. I've been avoiding it all morning. (laughs) But look where we are now. I'm an hour in. I feel fucking great. I finally did it. Like, let me have my moment. We did it. We talked about the death of Jess Duncan. (sighs) I miss him. And I love him. I love his family too. Jacqueline, Kelly, Doug, Britton, Alexa. I love all you guys. And I love you. If you're listening to this right now, I love you. Because that means you might give a fuck about me some way, somehow. And for a long time, I've had a weird... It's just imposter syndrome. It's like a weird... Like, I don't have value. People don't like me. What do I bring to the table? It's all bullshit. That's ego. That's ego keeping you in the chains. It's ego keeping you locked up. I can't do that. It's little old me. People don't like me. People won't listen to Good After Morning and enjoy it. Why would they? It's ridiculous. But thank you. Thank you for listening, honestly. It means a lot. And... I think we're just going to end it the way we always end it. The man's prayer. And uh, I'll be back next week. Regularly scheduled programming, folks. Get ready. (laughs) Well, let's bow our heads and say the man's prayer. I am a man. And I can change. If I have to. I guess. Keep stick on the ice, folks. Keep the dick out the toaster and... Drake's got a nice cock.